0: Hi everyone. We have an exciting announcement. We're expanding our YouTube videos to the podcast world. Our YouTube channel will remain the same, but we wanted to provide content in the form of audio only for those who'd rather listen than watch. Welcome to our show. I'm Amber and I'm Afsha. Here we delve into compelling topics and have the uncomfortable conversations that you weren't allowed to have at the dinner table.
1: Nothing is off limits, and the taboo topics that you've always wondered about but couldn't discuss are what we're here for.
0: Na, 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 na.
1: Welcome back to our channel.
0: So today's topic is privilege.
1: Let's just get started. Like, what do you think privilege is?
0: So to me, privilege is a special right that's granted to a particular person or a group of people.
1: Privilege can exist in many levels, and I think the reason that it gets so misconstrued is because people equate privilege to wealth money but that's not the only type of privilege you can have for example we were born into poverty we do not have a lot of money growing up we have been raised by a single mother Mm -hmm. so in those ways we were disadvantaged but we also
0: have a ton of other privileges like opportunity to education to the opportunity that we have for jobs we know that there's a minimum wage we know that we're going to get paid if there's overtime there's things that we can fight for we have a court system we can't pay police officers or bribe them those are privileges that we can rely on my mindset was always we didn't grow up with much we didn't really have new clothes, we had hand-me-downs, but having clothes is a privilege. We had access to hand-me-downs, we always had food on the table. Did we have all the kinds of foods that we wanted? Could we get the snacks that kids in our class could? No. So in relation to where we were born, we had less than. But in relation to the world, we have tons of privilege even in what our poverty is. The fact that we speak English, it's known as the international language of business, so we know that when we travel, we can go anywhere in the world and pretty much navigate our way around because someone's going to be able to speak a tiny bit of English. Whereas if someone was to come here, they wouldn't have that privilege or access when it comes to language.
1: We also have privilege regarding our sexual orientation, our gender identity. So I'm in a relationship with a man. That's a privilege right there.
0: You don't have a fear of kissing your boyfriend or girlfriend in public. You don't have to wonder how someone's going to react when they find out your sexual orientation. They don't yep. even ask actually, they just assume.
1: There's no concept of coming out of the closet. There is no closet. You just, it's just assume that you're straight. Mm-hmm. You're always considered the norm. So a lot of people say, oh, like sex is natural, sex is, sex is normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that does is it leaves out this whole group of people that identify as being asexual. Right. So that's something that we don't notice at all. And we say these things that could make people feel completely invisible. We're never going to be harassed, we're never going to face violence because of who we're with. Um, Our gender identity, we both identify as female, it's very obvious that we're female, so we're not going to face any violence or any problems, like all of those things
0: are privilege. Access to healthcare, we know that if or in a car accident, we're going to be taken care of, we're going to get rushed to a hospital where we have access to medical care.
1: And also being able-bodied, that's a huge privilege. We don't have any idea what it's like to live with a disability. Two of the biggest, and these are the ones that are very controversial, are your race and your sex. And so being a man does mean that you have privilege, and being white means that you have privilege.
0: We don't want Anyone who falls under those categories to feel like this is some sort of attack on you, we want everybody to be aware of some of the privileges that we have. We started off with what ours could be or what they are, because we want you to know that even though we might not fit into the white or male category, we still have so much privilege. Before this kind of just gets you to go, oh, we don't wanna listen to this anymore, they're just gonna attack. No, we recognize that you've probably had hardships in your life. Whether it was you grew up with one parent or two parents, whether or not you grew up with in poverty or you had a wealthier lifestyle, those things can be something that were forms of oppression for you. But in general, the way that you look, your sexual orientation, your gender, will give you access in ways that you didn't even know. So a name, that's a privilege, right? To have a name that's um, generally associated with Caucasian, When you go to Starbucks, people are going to just know how to spell your name. And now that might seem minuscule in terms of, well, what access does that grant you? It just means you have to spell your name out. It's in every form. I have friends that are people of color where their parents had to name them something that seems like a white name so so, that they have access and they're going to get Called when they had the resume in.
1: So like, Josh Winder will literally rename himself to John. Or, or Jesse, or... Because he mm-hmm. knows that he will get called back. Um, for me, I changed my last name on resumes because I know that my legal last name will not have people call me back. Something as cool. simple as that. It does affect you, and it is long-term. And also just always being the default. So mm-hmm. when I watch a TV show, the main character is always going to be a white man. Most of the time, um, Mm -hmm. it's always going to be white people. I don't see myself on screen. Mm -hmm. So that's a privilege right there of just seeing your skin color and your gender
0: everywhere. You may be blind to it because you just see it everywhere. Go look at the top 10 TV shows right now, or even let's say five years ago, or when you were in high school, the top 10 TV shows, most of the main leading characters were white or they were male. It was very, very hard to see uh, women that are minorities, people of color be represented in these situations. What's an example, like
1: entourage or something. I cannot see
0: myself in a powerful position or anywhere in that show. The only time that I knew that I was gonna see myself was gonna be when I saw Aladdin. I'll never forget going to Broadway in New York. I love New York City. I was so excited because there was so much diversity. And then we went to go see Aladdin and it was actually just a white woman with tons of eyeliner so that her eyes looked bigger. When it comes to foundation or makeup, yeah, I mean, Brianna just came out with something where people who have darker skin tones feel like they can find something that matches them. Imagine going into a store and you're trying to find a line of makeup. You've heard good reviews and you go in and you can't find something to match you. You know, band-aid colors.
1: This is something so tiny but no one really notices. I can find something that's a little bit more tan. But black people are not going to be able to find band-aids that match their skin tone.
0: There is an obvious fear when I'm with people of color, when I'm in a car with them, when we're walking by on the street. There's so many times where I don't feel protected when there's a police officer that goes by, but I know that my white counterparts, they don't have that fear. So it's not just my personal feeling, it's not just one person speaking about this, it's many, many, many people that have different skin tones that come from different backgrounds that have said that this is their experience. I notice it in my meetings where people expect me to be a white middle-aged male. And when I show up, I've gotten asked so many times, oh, you must be the assistant. Oh, you just need signatures, you're the assistant. Actually, no. (laughs) Oh my God, that would be so annoying. You'll see the clientele go from sitting like this to, okay, so what about this? And what should we do with this part of our finance? And they get past my age, um, what I look like, and the fact that I'm female. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't take me 20 minutes or an hour or that initial judgment of what I look like is not what they're used to. So
1: we had a leadership course that we took and one of the members was actually a transgender man and so he Mm -hmm. had experience being a woman and being a man in society. And he said it's just a blatant contrast, right? The Mm -hmm. privilege that comes with being a man, the way people look at you, the way they respect what you have to say, the way they listen to you the way he can is... walk
0: out past 8pm in downtown, yeah, the way that he can go in an alley and not be as worried. More recently, I've learned a privilege that I have and that's with my hair so I can walk into pretty much any store and buy a product and it'll work for my hair Yep. whereas one of my black friends has to go to a specific store that's in the north side that's only open till a certain time and they had to learn what products they wear because these things aren't marketed they're not in commercials. We see shampoo in commercials all the time that we can use there's another form of privilege and that is size so we're very aware that there's a fat phobia that exists in the society that we live in so just based on your size you're gonna have access to more things. Like if you book a flight, yep. you're gonna fit into one seat. You don't need to book two. People aren't going to laugh at you and assume that it's because you're lazy or that you eat junk food and that you don't care about your body. If you go to clothing stores,
1: you're gonna find your size immediately. There's gonna be sizes for you that exist. You don't exist. have to be labeled plus size. You don't have to have this whole store like isolated for you. And this is an area that I find there's a lot of blame
0: involved. A lot of people say that, hey yeah. look, they're overweight for That's a reason. They're lazy. Is. I go to the gym so that I'm not fat. Yeah. And we have no idea what There are person... so many
1: factors that contribute to your size.
0: Genetic. Disease. Disease. <laughs> there are people that are 10 times the size of me that work out twice as hard as I ever will and, and eat, eat healthier. way healthier.
1: Yeah, I know people who their family members are all They have an extremely high metabolism, they don't get weight, they can eat chips, pizza every single night, Oh yeah, fine. We have cousins like that. And then they eat something, you know, super small and they gain weight from it. It's not their fault in any way. There's all these random struggles that you just don't think about and that is privilege. I'm not aware of certain things that happen in society, that is privilege. Not Mm -hmm. having to worry about it, not, you know, ever fearing for your life, that is all privilege. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to even politics and I hear my white friends say, I just don't really get involved. I just don't really care. I'm neutral on the subject. Well, you don't have to care because your rights aren't being threatened. Your life is completely fine regardless
0: of who wins. You didn't choose to be born. You exactly. didn't You didn't choose to be put on this planet. You didn't choose to be white. You didn't choose to be male. You didn't choose to be black. You didn't choose to be brown. What matters and what message we're trying to get across here is that you have to be aware of what you were born into. So it's not your fault. It's not our fault. It's yeah. very easy to feel guilty. We're bringing us ourselves into this for you to understand that whatever privilege exists, there's privileges that people have that we don't. Yeah, you know, but don't don't get me unclear. I don't have all the privileges in the world. There's tons of things that hold me back, or that I have to, or that her and I have to work t- ten times as hard to get the same success.
1: We're looking into our life about what we don't notice and what we do notice in regards to privilege because we're trying to get you to look into your own life and see what are the things that you've never noticed that you you know have access to? What are the things that you just take for granted and you didn't really realize? Shit, some people in the world don't have this.
0: It'll help us all as a human race be more aware.
1: That's why we're making these YouTube videos. We're using our privilege right now. We live in a society that allows this. We We have have access to a camera. We have a family that's comfortable with this. We,
0: You know what I mean? If we were just simply born in another country, just recording this video right now- This would not be allowed.
1: Exactly. And and we do understand why people choose to, you know, sort of look the other way and shut their eyes to what's going on. Because it is overwhelming and it can be a lot, but to be a human that contributes to society, you need to be able to look at the fact that we weren't all born equal. Yeah. So if you want the world to be better than it is, then you have to make an effort to do so. You can't mm-hmm. just go by living life completely neutral, constantly, and never
0: looking into how you can help other people. Yeah. It's so easy to be comfortable. You read things online all the time, which is you. success comes when you get out of your comfort zone, get used to being out of your comfort zone, things yeah. like that. This is one of those areas is get out of your comfort zone. It's so easy, if you're not affected by these things, to not notice it. Someone with a disability, if they
1: came up to me and said, you know, it really sucks because I don't have access to certain centers, certain areas, because they don't have wheelchair access, I would never sit there and say, you know, I think you're just being too sensitive. I think that it's fine. You're really just being whiny. Because I have no idea or concept concept of of what that could be like.
0: Those are things that we don't have to consider. There's offices that still don't have wheelchair access in their bathrooms. So you're trying to go see a financial advisor, a psychologist, a massage therapist and you don't have access to the bathroom. One of the things more recently that I've recognized is my privilege when it comes to homeless people. All of us know that homelessness is a problem. We simply step over them. We don't say hi, we don't acknowledge them. My entire life I've had the privilege of not having to acknowledge it. I could continue not doing anything about it and it's not going to stop me from having any of the success or anything that I want to work towards. I don't have to notice that homelessness exists. We're two to three steps away, two to three bad decisions away from ending up in that same position. They could be dealing with a tragedy that we have no idea of, and yet we judge and we think, you know, it's their fault somehow that they're on the streets. We don't relate to them whatsoever. My friend and I were saying, you know, we can't just talk about these things and then understand that they exist as a problem but do nothing about it. My friend ended up challenging me by the end of the month for both of us, each to take a homeless person out for lunch. My first reaction to that was, that's dangerous. We can't do that. That's too far. Things like that that came to my head initially. You know, we have
1: all these stereotypes that we've absolutely. been told about them. You know, we've yeah. been pulled away from our parents or family when we when we walk by them. We have these fears. It's just fear of the unknown.
0: And that's why
1: getting to know them on a human to human level is going
0: to erase that fear. So that's what I'm going to try. That's going to be me stepping outside of my comfort zone, hearing someone else's story in a category that I don't have any experience with.
1: The way that I am immersing myself into the struggles that people deal with is I'm taking a sociology of gender course, and I'm also taking the anthropology of race and racism in modern world. So I'm (sighs) opening up the doors, (laughs) I'm opening up the doors to what I don't know. As much as I think, like, I'm so aware of everything. You know, I'm a colored female. Of course I understand what oppression is like. There is so much that I'm completely blind to. So that's an initiative that I've taken in order to broaden my horizon and uh, become a lot more aware of what's going on. I'll get to learn through her. Yeah, I tell all of my friends and you and John what goes on. I'm like, guess what I learned? Did you know yeah. that this is how racism started? Did you know that advertisements are all gendered?
0: I love it, but I also I'm just like, oh my god, I have to get to work.
1: <laughs> if you think the world can improve, then it starts with you. It starts with one person, and it doesn't mean that you're gonna get nothing done because you are one person. Just this video alone, however many people it reaches, you know, all five, still going to make an effect because they're going to talk to people and they're going to talk to people. And what happens is when people notice that something needs to change yeah. and we get together, we are so much more powerful than we think. A small example is Greta Thunberg. I don't think I said that right. Greta. Greta Thunberg. She's one girl. And if she thought to herself, I'm not going to make a difference. I need to shut up. You know, yeah, the world sucks, but what can I do about it? We wouldn't be here nominating her for a Nobel peace prize. Another takeaway is look at your circle of friends. Look at how diverse your group is. Do you all look the same? Are you all white? Try to meet people that are different ages, different races, different genders, different socioeconomic status, different, what else?
0: Different cultural backgrounds, different languages, different work experience, different types of education. Whether you're able-bodied or you have a disability or your special needs, look around your circle of friends. Who in your friend circle could actually describe to you what it would be like?
1: And I'm not saying to go out there and find a token black friend to be part of your group. I'm saying if you have only people that look exactly like you in your circle, that right there may be keeping you from the fact that people experience different things in this life that you're not really privy to. Use your privilege. If you are white, if you are a man, understand that people will listen to you over they listen to someone like me. I have a perfect example. I am with a white man. He is always someone that is listened to over me. He's always someone who when he is uh, really passionate about a topic, is considered assertive and powerful and if I'm passionate about a topic I'm considered whiny and angry using your privilege and understanding that like someone is going to listen to you over this person try and take advantage of that but also talk to your friend who who you are, you know, standing up for and see if that's okay with them. Some people want to tell their own stories. some people want to be able to say their own piece without you interrupting. I think that it's really important to touch base with your friend and say, hey, do you feel comfortable when I step in when someone is being racist or sexist towards you or do you want to handle that by yourself?
0: One of my friends is a white male who works in diversity and inclusion. Diversity and inclusion is a company's mission, strategies and practice to support a diverse workplace and something that he was struggling with was not fitting into the category of people of colour, people with a disability, or um, anything outside of heterosexual. And what I had said to him was, your voice, because of your privilege, is so much more heard. And it's important for us to have representation for the optics. Uh, It's not a person of colour that's complaining. It's not a person with disability that's complaining. It's a person who doesn't fit into these categories and yet is standing up for it and creating awareness for it. If
1: you do want to discuss this topic, go at it with love go at it with understanding understand that not everyone comes from your background therefore they're not going to see what you see on a daily basis so just Mm -hmm. be gentle be nice to each other and that is how we're going to actually cause change but yeah i think that's all that we have to say on this topic there is of course a lot of ground to cover but uh we did the best we could on the spot
0: you guys enjoyed this video at all or you learned something like comment
1: subscribe follow us on youtube no follow us on instagram Please share it with your friends twitter don't toggle. tumblr <laughs> linkedin tinder <laughs> follow my library account <laughs>